Hello, this is Andrew WK, and I'm here to remind you that we're partying very hard together on the Freaky Geeks podcast. Hey, I'm Noelle Cummings, and I'm that moment at Comic-Con when you accidentally flashed your nipple to all of your friends <laughs> in the middle of the convention <laughs> and didn't realize it until uh, everyone around you was like, hey, girl, your nipple's out. Hella out. <laughs> so out. It's a real story. Oh, my God. She just pulled her nipple out, everyone. I didn't mean to. Hey, look at the underneath fabric of my bra. Yeah, when you pull your bra inside out. I was on a bra. It was a shirt, and you're, I wasn't wearing a bra. That was the problem. There, the, well, then your shirt is your bra now, <laughs> and when you fucking open up the inside of your shirt, your tit oh just God, blows out, and everyone's looking right into your nipple. Such a bad Also, moment. your nipple is full of metal. It like, was like glinting. Yeah. It, it was just like yeah, a, yeah. a clue in fucking Zelda <laughs> from the distance and you're just like oh there it is looking right at I, a child looked into it he's a man now do you understand <laughs> we you, were in a sea of people <laughs> there were hundreds of people around us and you were just like boo. free one nipple not both just, just one. one like boop it's okay you know Ooh. what Comic Con was a little different for everyone <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Shane Smith, and I'm that experience you have the first time you dive into a public pool and your swimsuit falls down to your ankles. <laughs> oh, yes, that happened to me once. That happens you know the, all the time. Like, have you ever almost drowned because you're trying to pull your swimsuit yeah. up so people don't see your yeah. genitals? Yes, I used to always wear the bottom swimsuits that tie on both sides, Mm-mm. and I would like jump in the pool or cannonball or dive and they would just boop, boop, boop. go away <laughs> my <laughs> bottoms <laughs> it's just like my fucking pussy's out what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna do <laughs> and then they like disappear for a moment and you're just like at least like when your pussy's out you can kind of like cross your legs and just like sit in the pool if your dick is out people <laughs> can see your dick from the they're just yeah. like oh gross there's a dick loose in I the mean, water that's true <laughs> <laughs> it's a lose lose for everyone it is oh my god <laughs> well we're here hi <laughs> today we talk about comic-con and we are salty yeah i mean Welcome to every Comic-Con episode we've done, though. No, we liked Fan X. I mean, true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. That was before the bad times. <sighs> yeah, the bad times have come. Um, yeah, I mean. Spoiler I... alert, we're not super funny today. No, we're not. We're not super funny today. But both of us are, we're both sick, or not sick, but both of us are just feeling gross from the convention. Yes. We're socially exhausted. We had really busy weekends. Yes. Uh, and both of us are dealing with shit and we're just like, Ugh. yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone knows that after a convention, no matter what it is, you, you like have nothing. You're empty. Yeah. Because even just existing in the convention is draining. So imagine talking to people. I think by now people should realize every after convention episode, even the porn convention we've ever done, yeah. we're exhausted and tired yeah. and it's really raw. I mean, we record um a day before we release instead of a week before we release so we could get ahead by one episode but we don't because we're irresponsible yes so you get a very raw uh tape but you also get a very very fresh memory yeah you get a fresh memory and also we're pretty unapologetic this is for us as much as it is for you so yeah i'm not gonna write jokes i don't mean yeah you know i also want to say um if you're listening to this because you heard me talk about the podcast on one of my panels. Oh, um, hell yeah. 
thank you, but also maybe don't listen to this episode. No, no for sure listen to this episode. Um, I talk about how great my panels are, but also I don't think that um, I was able to really portray how inappropriate Freaky Geeks is to those people. It's difficult. And they saw me as a professional who was prepared and well-versed and eloquent. And so I just like want them to know if you're here for that buckle the fuck in because <laughs> it's gonna be Mr. Toad's wild ride yeah right up in here if you're like going back and listening to episodes but also thank you so yeah Oof. yikes yeah we say some stuff yeah anyway lot. it gets rough I wonder how many people saw my clean comedy special when I performed in Provo because I performed for two sold out theaters humble brag yeah and uh but those people are gonna like google me later yeah and they're gonna be like oh freaky geeks let's check it out they're upset and then they're just like oh my relationship with jesus has been <laughs> tested <laughs> calling my bishop over right now oh man um, well i know that you did say while we were at the convention that some like older gentleman came up to you and was yeah. like i love the podcast oh dude hella seriously how do we forget uh yeah. shout out to every single person who said hi to me at the convention if i shook your hand and said hi to you i want you to know that meant the world to me and that was my favorite part of the convention there was a couple people who were just like, Shane, and then they shook my hand and asked where you were. Yeah. And we talked for a minute, and like all of you are the fucking MVPs, and I love you so hard. Yeah. I had a lot of people come up to me and tell me that they loved the podcast and ask where you were. We were both so busy running around, like, because I was working in a booth at the convention, and I had panels, and you were, like, actually sick with a head cold, and that whole it was kind of like a run around with no head convention yeah and so we weren't really like with each other as much as we could have been and it felt like everyone was just like where's shane yeah no same where's noel and where's nicole like, oh, motherfuckers, <laughs> you bastards oh. um but yeah thank you to everyone who even listens to us and who had the balls to come up to us and say hey yeah, so awesome. And speaking of thank yous, a huge thank you to Black Salt Studio, who's the best fucking Who tattoo you? shop in town. 930 South Main Street here in Salt Lake City. This episode, like all episodes, is brought to you by Black Salt. They are the absolute best. Um, Casey and Will, they posted um, a review that they got on Yelp. I think it was on Twitter. They like posted the screenshot. And someone was like, there's basement tattoos, there's good tattoo artists, and then there's Black Salt, and they are like an entity of their own, of extreme talent, all under one roof. And I was like, yes, that is 300% true. Um, if you want to get a quality tattoo, go see these guys. Of course, Will and Casey, but they also have Sammy, Sadie, and Preston. Yeah, and don't get tattooed by your friend in your basement. You try and get a tattoo of your daughter, and then it, you just got... <laughs> You just got a fucking golem, okay? <laughs> You've got golem on you. I hope oh. you like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> because that's not your daughter, motherfucker. You've got Smeagol straight up on your chest, okay? Oh my god, it's so funny because it's so real. Ugh. I just showed Shane a picture of a shitty tattoo that <laughs> yeah, someone I know it's, got. It's uh, It's not good. It's supposed to be a person's daughter with their <laughs> hand reaching out towards you, <laughs> and it looks like Smeagol and then a brontosaurus in the <laughs> foreground. <laughs> Just da 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 Oh my god. It's real bad. There's a small chance that person listens to this podcast. <laughs> 
husband's like no way <laughs> yes, really yes way. oh no leave hey it. straight leave up it. though <laughs> fucking jurassic park on lord of the rings some of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time so oh fuck i love it um speaking of people that are great <laughs> no, <laughs> no leave i it. like a legit feel bad now. no fuck it I he should like, feel bad that's on that person forever yeah it's true i was so. like hey i want to say some funny stuff because the episode isn't so funny and then i just ruined someone's no. life leave it fuck it the person who got the tattoo doesn't listen to us the person who tattooed oh it okay to yeah us. yeah yeah we're good then. so we're fine um so i want to shout out because i fucked up on everyone's names um when we were talking about my panels because i genuinely have so much love and respect for all the people that i did panels with this weekend um so for my um, That's Gross Masters of Horror Special Effects, of course, Steve Johnson, the man himself, um, an actual professional in the business. You're amazing. Um, our moderator, Mark Middlemass, you're a fucking god among men. Thank you for not being socially awkward. Thank you for knowing how to public speak and um, drive the conversation in appropriate ways. And then Tom Simpa and Richard Newman, you guys were fucking amazing. And I'm honored to have been a part of it. And for my um, Game of Thrones panel, um, Larry Curtis, you're the man, especially for offering me a job doing makeup on film. That's You have no idea how much that means to me. And Tracy for being an amazing moderator. JR um, for helping me try to explain bullshit Reddit Game of Thrones conspiracy theories that no one was on board for. Um, Paul and Nicole, um, thanks for, um, <laughs> some, I guess, um, gaslighting me with um my game of thrones knowledge as well so it was super cool thanks for the great panels okay you done bragging yeah okay cool 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 cool. <laughs> cool it was just like i and i talk about it so much in this episode so i'll keep it to like a one sentence but like i actually felt like a professional in a professional setting with experienced people who knew what they were doing yeah and that i that sounds like that should just be the standard right. for a panel, but it is not. <laughs> and so I want to acknowledge how important it was. And I want to rate all of those people so that they continue to be put on panels and we can keep doing this fucking magical shit. So yeah, that's hey. my rant. Well, shout out to those people. <laughs> Nailed it. Hey everyone. Uh, we have a Patreon now. Yeah. What? We have a Patreon. It's Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Pretty sure that was right. I don't know. Uh, sure. Patreon.com backslash Freaky Geeks. Okay? Yes. Go check us out. You can support us for any amount of money you like from $1 up to $100. Uh, and then even just $1 could change our lives. It's such a big deal to us. So please consider donating. And if you donate even $1, you get access to our bonus monthly Patreon episode, which uh, is looking to be a good time. I'm yes. almost more excited for it than anything else. Yeah. We're way pumped. If you donate more than $1, we have other tiers that get you keychains and other content that could get you creatively involved in the show. So um, please consider donating even $1 a month. It would mean the world to us. Yeah. And shout out to everyone who is already supporting supporting us right now you have no idea how much that means to us i mean um we know that money is hard to come by nowadays and it's hard to justify spending it in some places that isn't putting food in your mouth or a roof right. of your head and so we appreciate you um thinking we deserve it and 
giving us your hard-earned cash and it's super awesome and I don't know it validates me that we're doing something right I don't know and that we're not just two assholes on a microphone talking shit all the time yeah <laughs> yeah you all mean the world to us yeah and your support means the world to us and uh and we've reiterated it we say it on the patreon video but we don't expect anyone to donate just listening to us means the world to us if you'd like to donate that also is awesome though yeah it so. helps us out so much and we talked about it in the video but i don't think we touched on um Specifically how we actually pay a podcast rent, basically. Yeah. Um, like, every month we have to pay to host to this podcast to put it up there um, to make sure that you guys have it in all channels that we can put it out in. It, that will always remain free, but that money comes out of our pockets. And we would rather spend that money on going to more conventions and traveling and seeing all the weird shit that this world has to offer. Like, there's so there's a crime con... Ooh. There's in like the United States, I think it's like Illinois or somewhere fucking weird. There's like a true crime convention. There's like horror conventions across the fucking United States and like BDSM conventions. And there's just so many things that we want to talk about yeah. that other podcasts haven't. And we want to do it and bring that information to you in a very freaky geeks package so. and ideally as we get more money we'd like to have more equipment and do more content and also go to video so that there's a video of us recording the podcast on youtube as well so yeah. we have goals um we don't just want your money for no reason yeah we so. want to actually use it for the podcast but yeah so consider supporting us like i said even just one dollar yeah seriously it adds up and it helps so much already yeah. it's if been amazing i say it in the video but if every single person who listened to us gave us one dollar neither of us would need jobs mm -hmm. and we could do this full time yeah so that's you know that's a crazy thing but it's real yeah so thank you so much everyone are you guys ready to hear us be fucking salty about comic-con i will say we have this salty episode but next monday starts Spooktober. Spooktober. A whole entire month of occult, horror, spooky, fun. Gory. All all beautiful gross. things. Just a whole entire month of it. So, yes, we are salty <laughs> and a little controversial and not that funny in this episode. But funny stuff is going to come. Also not funny stuff because murder is not fun. But, hey. It's interesting. I mean, that's where I come in. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I'm excited for that too. All right, everyone. Fucking hail Satan. Hail Enjoy yourself. Satan. Why are you picking on me? <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> you suck. I don't know what anyone wants, but. No one knows what anyone wants. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. I don't even know what I want. I know that I what I don't want. <laughs> no, I do know what I want, actually. All I want is to be happy and feel validated. That's I fair. used to only want to be happy, but as I get older, then I'm like, no, no, no. I want to feel like I'm contributing to the world and be happy. Yeah. One without the other is useless. But when I was younger, I was like, who fucking cares what I contribute? I just want to fucking be stoked and play games. And now mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I kind of want to help other people do shit. Yeah. It, you want the lasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want? Man. What an existential question. I know. I don't... I want to not have a series of existential crises every day. Oh, yeah? Every day, sometimes, numerous times a day, 
I'll just be sitting at my desk working and I stop and I go, what's the point? Should I just go now? (laughs) Should I just leave now? What's the point? What's the point of this job? What's the point of this fucking bullshit money I'm making? What's the point of a car payment? What's the point of a, of a bank? If all we are is a speck of fucking dust in the universe, we are a pointless moment in time that will mean nothing and we are insignificant. And then I have to be like, come back, come back, come back, come back. <laughs> I just hope that I don't have those all the time anymore. Okay. I used to have those as a kid. Like, uh, I think we've talked about it before, but mm-hmm. when I was real young, my childhood was real bad, horrible, life-changingly horrible things would happen to me on like a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. They, like next level, like the guy from a child named it would be like, Oh, <laughs> rough. Yeah. And so I used to be, uh, like talk to my religious friends and they would be like, do you feel like the love of God or like whatever? And they would try to like explain it to you, like the way you feel when you hear live music or see a sunset. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never feel that, but I do feel like something is watching and enjoying me suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, le- I didn't mean it in like a funny way. Like I legit was like, you, can you ever just like something happens and you're just like, fucking no way. It's almost really? comically horrible. Yeah. And it's just like, it almost feels the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. It like makes me very sympathetic to religious people who believe in Satan mm-hmm. as like an entity. They're like, I believe in Jesus's love, but also I feel this malevolent, force yeah they have that to believe in bad satan. for me well i really yeah. but a lot of people don't believe in satan i'm talking about people who like spiritually feel negativity yeah so most people who are religious they only feel the positive aspects mm-hmm. but there are religious people who genuinely believe they feel like the unseen hate in the world mm-hmm. so like i feel i've i'm an atheist but i feel like i've felt unseen love right mm-hmm. that like feeling like someone's watching out for you or where you just feel like good mm-hmm. or, or wrapped up in spirituality or when you meditate or hear live music or yeah. when you're with a woman you care about that kind of shit the or collective consciousness of exactly happiness, when you yeah. when you're just like having these like weird sort of out of body existential moments that are positive but uh i used to have them in the negative way all the time mm-hmm. like i would i would genuinely be like i can feel the oppressive hate like mm-hmm. a hate manifested is attacking me so anyway early on my philosophy was oh yeah and all of this is meaningless but i feel this force of hatred Mm -hmm. and like malevolence and it it loves when i'm hurting Mm -hmm. and and very young i decided fuck whatever that is and if that's god i assumed it was god Mm -hmm. and i was like fuck that guy and then i was like all life is about is about sticking it to him Mm -hmm. so every time something bad would happen to me i'd be like i don't give a shit yeah and i would just i think i like developed this like superhuman mental toughness because in my mind i was sticking it to whoever this guy was yeah and i was just like fuck you i know i've said that on the podcast before but yeah so it's a fight because it's a fight yeah so for me a lot of people are like nihilism and i'm like i do believe in nihilism but also it's hilarious yeah you know well that's absurdism which i do believe in but it's just like fuck everything yeah the whole point is to rage against the machine and tell the universe to go fuck itself like the universe knows you're meaningless wants you to know and then wants you to despair. And I'm like, not only did I figure it out, universe, but also, fuck you, watch me go hard in the paint till I die. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get back into that. You should read some philosophy. Yeah, I've been reading a lot 
I think, yeah, I've been reading a lot. It's been just to help me escape. What have you been reading? Um, well, not philosophy. Not philosophy. I've been reading a lot of. I'm rereading it. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I um illegally downloaded a copy of it. <laughs> illegally downloading books, the nerdiest thing you can possibly <laughs> I know. do. The nerdiest way to break the law. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I've been reading it on my phone a lot. Um. I'm trying to find the audiobook version so I could listen to it while I'm working as mm. well. Um. Which is the Stephen King's audiobooks are fucking. Lit. I know they're so. If anyone can download it for me, it's so hard to get because they're so like protected to find a good version that is also complete which is the other issue yeah um so i've been reading it and i just got um rubber head by um special effects makeup artist steve johnson and it's about um it's not about special effects makeup it's about um becoming successful at a young age and kind of what happened with that and how he's a tormented soul but that makes him a great artist and so i'm reading that and um yeah i'm super excited you know what movie you might like zen and the art of monster movies i think is what it's called and it's about this american like punk rock guy who moves to japan to do special effects and make like um oh fuck i can't remember what the style's called but monster movies where it's people in costumes in purpose-built sets right okay, yeah like god's old school godzilla, like old school godzilla and yeah. he's way into like special effects and stuff and he marries this woman in japan and then he gets way into zen buddhism well and he talks about like philosophy and love and Mm -hmm. but it's like this punk rock dude who's way into monster movies so it's like super relatable i read it when i was young i'm gonna read it because i met this like specifically over this weekend with comic-con i've had so many um i don't want to say life-changing but also life-changing just people who actually are in the industry of making monster movies and doing um special effects makeup and horror makeup be like you're underestimating yourself yeah and i'm always like oh i don't even think you estimate yourself <laughs> i think you don't even get to that point no you're just like you know what i'm i'm solid I'm yeah good. i'm just like mm. and um after my panel when steve johnson who i mean i talked about him on the last episode but like did the makeup for the lost boys created slimer for ghostbusters i mean um did the unbelievably groundbreaking for its time um, werewolf transformation scenes in um, he helped on them in American werewolf in London. Like literally this guy has been such a big figure in this actual community. Yeah. Like tell me like you need to make a career of this. And if you don't, you're disappointing me. And the people who you could be inspiring years to come. And I was just like a single tear came down my <laughs> face. Like, cause I, I straight up wasn't even going to go on that panel. Cause I was like, I am so not qualified. Yeah. I remember you saying that. And I kept being like, why are you, what are I'm you just talking like, about? I don't. And then it was, it was it's great. It's so funny because Comic-Con as we'll get into mm-hmm. classically staffs its panels with people who are wildly unqualified. Mm-hmm. And the one panel where I was like, Oh no, you're for sure qualified. You were like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Well, I was just like with people in the industry and I said it on that panel. I, I do, I said $15, but it's more like $5 makeups. I'm like, how can I, if I can't do it with latex and tissue, then I can't, I'm not, there's doing a ton that. of value in $5 makeups. It's just, so people want to see that shit. I mean, it's just like it it ignited 
a little bit in me to be like, I'm not blowing. Like, I could do this if I wanted to. I belong here. Yeah. And even on my Game of Thrones panel, one of the panelists there is um, a local indie movie maker. And he was like, so I heard you do special effects makeup. And I was like, whoever's starting these rumors <laughs> needs to stop. And he was like, no, I heard Steve Johnson talking about you. There you go. And I was like, um, wrong person. And he was just like, give me your contact information. I want you to do some movies with us. And I was just like, I can't. He's like, I've already looked at what you can do. And I was just like, no. So I don't know. It's cool. I'm at, it's like, I was on two panels, which I was like, I don't know why I'm on these. These are so crazy and I'm not prepared for any of them. And then at the end of them, I was like, it was just like opportunity after opportunity. I've never had that fucking happen ever. Really? See, that's what Comic-Con is for me usually, which is why I was so bummed out. I didn't get to be on panels. Networking. Usually I get work. Mm -hmm. That's how I've gotten work before. But they fucked me this year. Yeah. And um, for me personally, the two panels that I was on, every single person on that panel deserved to be there. That rules. See, that's so good. Nothing's worse than being on a panel and you're like, whoops. Yeah. And like, I have been. And the moderators were great. Um, they they came prepared with slides. Yeah. And points that they wanted to hit. They knew how to control the conversation and get back to main points. They knew how to politely cut people off. And they knew how to include everyone equally. And it was so refreshing. Um we kind of fumbled in the beginning of the horror panel and no fault of the panel on its own, but the um, audio visual team <laughs> couldn't team. get it together. Loose, loose definition of team. Could not get it I together. I saw that happen several times. Yeah. So, but then we got the ball rolling eventually. Um, but yeah, it was just like the first time that like I felt like the panels I was on were um, professionally ran. Yeah. And it was super cool. It's like, um, it reminded me of my Wonder Woman panel where we were in a room that was packed full of people and the conversations were great and the moderators did a great job and everyone deserved to be there and everyone participated and there was no like trying to peddle their own products, you know? Yeah. Um, And there was no like sidebar conversations that had no meaning and no relevancy. It was the panels I were on were great and everyone was great. And it was like, honestly a life changing experience. And when I ended that horror effects panel, I was like genuinely humbled that and rules. had like such a life changing experience. Oh man. Well, that's good. Yeah. It was super fucking cool. I'm, I'm way nerded out about horror movies <laughs> <laughs> and like not horror movies. Like, cause I know everyone's like, I'm so spooky. I was like, here are my favorite special effects makeup designers who you don't even know of. And here's why I love them. All throwing shade. Are you gatekeeping everyone on yeah, the I horror am. movie cred? I am. I don't know anything. I'll the last horror movie I enjoyed was the conjuring <laughs> and you hate it. Yeah, I did. But yeah, um, that was, my my experience with the panels, great. Also, um, Chelsea or Boo, they finally fucking gave that bitch all the panels she deserved. I only got to go to a few of her um, panels, one of them being um, Controversial Comics. Yeah, she's from the uh, Graphic Novel Book Club here in Salt Lake City, for yeah. those of us who are 
out and about. She's a big deal in the comic book community, and she knows her shit. And uh, Comic Con is incompetent. So it took them years to finally be like, <laughs> "Oh, this go. a human being who knows a lot about comic books." Yeah, and we're at a comic convention. Yeah, maybe we should have her uh, talk about comic books instead of having someone on a batman panel who's like i've only ever seen a couple episodes of batman the animated series <laughs> yeah, yeah but i feel qualified to be here yeah. also i watch the dark knight rises <laughs> yeah and you're just like okay you're like uh, oh god i'm gonna fucking rush the stage yeah, <laughs> and yeah. kill this guy yeah so this was like the first year and all tea all shade to comic-con this is the first year they woke up on chelsea because they've been sleeping on her for years now and yeah. she came correct and brought professionalism to all of her panels including her magic the gathering yeah. panel which, which she moderated which rules and they don't deserve because they pay no one who does anything for them yeah i mean the things that she was saying that controversial comics panel alone it had i forget the guy's name because i'm an asshole um but it had these two guys on it one of them is a professor who teaches like storytelling through comics at the university of utah Ooh. and the other guy is from um the smodcast kevin smith network and then it was chelsea Oh, nice. And she fucking held her own up there. And they talked about um, like the Lois Lane where um, she's black for a day and Superman won't marry her because of it. Like they talk about some controversial stuff. And it was like it was amazing and it was way interesting. And I just thought like I would pay to see this. Yeah. Like if this was like a seminar or like a fucking TED talk, I would pay. Yeah, that's what you want. That's like what the kind of panels I tried to put on when I was able to do that Mm -hmm. you know informational informational so informational every panel i went to information or fun yeah or some combination of both and um her and the guy from the small cast network um they did a great job of like okay we just talked about um like rape yeah and um that is horrible and then they would like do a great job of like lightening the air you know what i mean like yeah yeah and it was like it was so anyone else on that panel it could have railroaded into a fucking nightmare yeah no uh you've been there when it has railroaded into a nightmare it could have easily the topics (laughs) they were talking about you were just waiting for someone but they did such a fucking good job yeah that no one got like triggered about anything and started screaming and arguing it was just beautifully handled by professionals in a professional setting in an appropriate way and it was so (laughs) refreshing to see yeah you just you know it's all about the segue you can't just be like talking about rape and then you're like you know what i could go for a peanut butter jelly sandwich the next guy's like i could rape a peanut butter and jelly sandwich (laughs) and then everyone in the crowd's like wait what what?" so yeah and then of course the twitch panel that like our friends Colby and Cameron and Kari and Ashley and Des were all on was super fantastic. I mean, that room was full of people and they had such a big line of people asking questions because they did, they had, they did such a good job. Everyone like, wants on that Twitch swag. They do. And they had such good information to give. It was genuinely informative. Um, and so I think they like just ignited a little bit and everyone in that crowd to be like, okay. So what about this, you know? And then they were straight up like, contact me and I'll help you. So it was it was super cool to see um, actual, I don't want to say like actual change, but like not, not even positivity, just like a panel being informative and not just being a thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Most panels are um, 
friends of the guy or girls who run the con Mm -hmm. and they decide who's on the panels and they pick the panels themselves Mm -hmm. and they just like staff them with people they know or they allow their friend to staff the panel with people they know so it's just a big jerk off session where nerds feel famous or important and they tell inside jokes and they're all fucking awful and they can't public speak to save their lives Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) it's fucking terrible to watch it's just Oh, it's hot garbage. Yeah. Have it you ever was, seen um, like a YouTube video and it's got like 10 views and you're like, man, nine people got ripped off. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's there. That's like the majority of people. And it always sucks when a, a panel's good and it's got two good people. And then it's got like two uh, socially retarded super nerds. And you're just yeah. like Cheeto dust mm-hmm. covered motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, Ugh. um, I know. I think the perfect example of it is um, the panel from last year, the Supernatural panel that um, Chelsea went to that she should have been on. All these people were basically like, yeah, I just started watching it like this past year. And then one person was just like straight up, didn't even talk about Supernatural, but was trying to sell their own books that's what happened to you on your witch panel yeah and that it was panel like, was like you were saying fun interesting things You're like let's talk about satanism let's talk about the real salem witch trials and then people were like saying not real facts and mm-hmm. not letting you correct them holy shit it's just like when someone didn't someone say that they were like the salem witch trials was all about women being killed and you're like what the fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> there were some problematic things and we were trying to um i think Danielle and I were trying to talk about that um, Levian Satanism in particular about, you know, like um, sexual freedom and um, body autonomy and that kind of being the yeah, threat of Satan, Satan. And what Satan represents yeah. as opposed to like Satan being a man. Yeah. But Satan representing like freedom. Yeah. Uh, Satan is a concept, not a person. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, he doesn't have personhood. Yeah. We say he because, like, that's how we imagine him. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's just a placeholder. Yeah. That's like um, a non, you know, it's, it's non sequitur, what I want to say. I don't know. I fucking don't know. I'm it's retarded. Okay. Uh, I'm so dumb. <laughs> I, get what I didn't saying. graduate. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, we say him, but just, it would just be like saying, like, you know, when, uh, an animal can represent more to someone than what it is, but you still say like the, an- what the animal is like, Oh my God, what am I, what do I want to say? Like Winnie the Pooh means a lot to a lot of people. Right. And sure. that's weird. Sure. And, but like people will mention Winnie the Pooh and they'll talk about him like he's real, but he's not real. He mm-hmm. doesn't have a gender mm-hmm. or he's not a real animal, but you still say the word anyway. I can't articulate it's, what I want to say. It's more of symbolism than an actual person. Oh my God. I have a show tonight. I'm going to fucking bomb. Yeah. You're gonna have, <laughs> I have like a low key fever. <laughs> I'm dying. Take some fucking Dayquil. But yeah. Anyway, the panels were the best part of um, the convention for me. Uh, they were the worst part for me. Yeah. But I was, you weren't on any of them. Well, no, <laughs> that, that, that uh, definitely is true. That mm-hmm. was annoying. I wanted to be, I pitched, panels i pitched panels for our podcast Mm -hmm. i pitched panels for myself i wanted to do the panel where everyone in the room is on the panel and i bring people up yeah which is my favorite thing like i've ever done i love that um uh yeah anyway uh i went to panels that you guys weren't on Mm. i saw bad panels that's your mistake that was my mistake (laughs) well i wanted to see like what was the what's the deal with this place you know let's see like what the other and i was like oh yeah comic-con failed Mm -hmm. terribly 
So I saw some real bad panels. Um, yeah, just awful. Yeah. So, so bad. Yeah. So. Um, I do want to say, because I know that um, we had a listener um, say, I would love to go to your horror panel, but I'm not even going to go to Comic-Con. And the panel, the panels that I have gone to in the past there have been shit shows. Yeah. First of all, I want to say you missed out because that horror panel is like one of the most, I would say like the proudest moment of my life that I've ever had. I felt so relevant and prepared, which <laughs> never fucking happens. Um, but I also want to say um, rate and review and talk about it because a problem can't change if no one addresses the problem. Yeah, and apparently they listen to those reviews because those reviews can get people banned. Yeah. So, uh, well, this is the this is boy. the thing. This <laughs> hey, is the it's thing. It's me, your boy. Hey, it's me. Um, <laughs> they on the app. They have a Salt Lake Comic Con app. You can rate and review every panel and do it because you can complain on Facebook as much as you want, but that's Facebook. That's, you know what I mean? They like, don't give a shit. They don't, sometimes they do, like I have found out, but most of the time they don't. If you're just um, Joe Schmo and you don't, you're not friends with people who are on these like panels or in charge, then you are literally whispering into the fucking abyss of nothingness and what you're saying means nothing and it is going to invoke no change. If you want to actually change things, you need to go through the correct channels, which is through their rate and review system. And you need to be brutally honest when it comes to a panel being good and a panel being miserable, because it seems that the majority of people agree that panels have been fucking garbage fires. Yeah. But they say it amongst themselves or yell it to each other and that well, goes nowhere. Because they're afraid not to be on panels because the panels aren't a meritocracy. The rate and review system on their app is anonymous. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say most people who talk about the panels or being it can bad, be. It can they, be. They like, you know, they try to keep that shit under mm -hmm. wraps because... So it's not a meritocracy. It's a, you're, there's, you're not safe. They don't care about your mm -hmm. skill or your knowledge. It's just, it's nothing to them. It's a placeholder. Yeah. The panels exist only to be like, we also have these, please buy Funko Pops. Yeah. It's you just know. like, I think, um, and you kind of brought it up that Salt Lake Comic Con is um, no longer becoming a Comic Con, but becoming like pop culture con and it's it's not even a con it's like a, it's just like an event yeah a convention is you know what it is it's a fair like when we yes. went to the italian food fair mm -hmm. or the you, the you utah how, state fair the utah state you know no the utah state fair is better than comic-con <laughs> straight up not a joke uh fucking i'll tell you there were no meth heads rocking out to Godsmack. i mean true or ramstein at comic-con yep oh utah state fair was dope <laughs> <laughs> but uh fucking um, because the convention is for fans. Mm -hmm. It's for people who are so into what they're doing and the fandoms and the interaction and meeting each other and celebrating the culture. Mm -hmm. And there is no celebration of the culture mm -hmm. there. It's get into this convention, look at some shit, buy some shit, get out of our fucking face. Yeah, if you aren't buying things, then there's nothing really for you. Yeah. Unless you go to panels, which, I mean, they need to put more time and effort into because if those are the only two things you're going to fucking have at your convention, it's not buying things. And that also includes celebrity photo ops and signings and meet and greets and also Funko Pops and art and whatever. If all you have is a version of buying things, 
and panels then you better make sure your panels are also just as um taken care of and loved and appreciated as your whole entire vendor floor but the vendor the vendor floor they don't even they their concern is obviously filling the floor and not Mm -hmm. enticing or bringing in vendors who create value yeah they had multiple vendors who did the same thing yeah they have tons of pop people they have they obviously sold convention space to people with no plan because there were people that were literally like selling doodads or like looked like they just brought shit from home to sell Mm -hmm. and they were they just bought the convention floor thing to have it because they wanted to be at comic-con they weren't even a real store Mm -hmm. and so there's no vetting process apparently Mm -hmm. it's comic-con gets that money they don't give a fuck yeah and so there's no celebration of the fans. There's no interactive stuff. Like you go to gaming con, there's a nerf area, there's LARPing, there's video games, uh, there's pinball, it's all free. There's game tournaments. It's a celebration of nerd culture. Gaming con is like worlds away. It's the opposite of comic con. Yeah. And then they have the panels, which are the one, the last bastion of interactivity besides the celebrity area. Yeah. Celebrity areas poorly run staffed by volunteers who aren't paid. Don't give a shit. Don't even know where they are. Mm -hmm. And then, so you give a terrible experience. You pay like $50 and a dude takes a blurry photo of you and tells you to get out of his face. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. Then you go to a panel and you're like, okay, here's where I can finally interact and do something cool. You go into the panel and it's some fucking nerd who knows less than you do mm-hmm. and is socially awkward and can't speak. And you're like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I paid a hundred some odd dollars for this. Yeah. And then at that point, the only thing left is the cosplay and the other people. Mm-hmm. And, but there's no opportunity there's, for you to interact with them. Yeah. There's on the convention no, floor, there's no place to interact with there's cosplayers. No m- specific mingling place. Yeah. You know, Comic-Con could have a schedule where they're like, uh, they themselves are like Marvel characters hang out here. DC characters. They do. Here. They do meetups, but, but it's like they aren't in charge of those meetups. It's like the where photographers do. Yeah, those meetups. there's going to be a photographer at the staircase taking pictures of this group, like DC villains, whatever. At this time, but on the floor, one of the biggest gridlocks is when you see just and not a cosplayer with a booth that they paid for, just a cosplayer who's there for one day or whatever, just in a great. A diva mech and everyone stops to take a picture of them there needs to be a place for that where you can just mingle with cosplayers yeah. that isn't a designated time it's just a designated area and that is free also you put professional cosplayers in that area yeah so and it's just the cosplay corner yeah, yeah yeah and so there's no interactivity it sucks yeah and then um you know and then they have other interactive things like sci-fi speed dating which is run by a fucking bridge troll <laughs> some dude who like roll the boulder from indiana jones just owns a speed dating s- site mm-hmm. and he fucking rolls in with his fedora and he's <laughs> like would you like to speed date today and then he's like excuse me precious food and he eats chicken <laughs> off of his chest he's a I'm fat shaming, but he's a yeah. piece of shit. You are fat he fucking sucks. And um, you know, and the speed dating is awful. Because the speed dating is the speed dating at Comcon, no tea, no shade, but it's it is not the one that it's run by um Whitney and Blake. Yeah. It is not that one. It no, is it's a different garbage. one. I'm I'm throwing shade. Yeah, okay. Heavy. Is sci fi speed dating? Straight up get at me, guys. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you yeah, right in your stupid face. Um, Blake and Whitney, who are two local cosplayers who are great and they travel 
now internationally, not just with their cosplay, but with this company they've created, which is their, it's like, is it called like geeky speed dating or nerd I speed don't dating? Know. They do a speed dating thing. They, um, they are not the, they, they aren't at their local convention. It's a yeah, different, yeah. they are it's not allowed. Thing, so. And they, um, they run a speed dating service that seems uh, genuine and has a goal. The speed dating service I'm talking about, I went to it once. Uh, it was fucking terrible. The guy was creepy. He hit on the girls. He said offensive things mm-hmm. that even offended me. Yeah. Not because they were like legitimately offensive, like free speech jail style stuff, but mm-hmm. just like, oh, uh, I've never, I've never wanted to touch a Borg's butt before. And Ew. you're like, that was nerdy and fucking creepy. You are gross. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and then, so he makes all the guys pay. Obviously, girls don't pay, mm-hmm. right? Sure, whatever. It's hard to get girls to do stuff like this. Yeah. So we all pay, like, a lot of money. 20 bucks. It's more money than it's worth. Yep. So we're doing the speed dating. They're fucking up the rounds, making them shorter or longer, messing up the stuff. So you're already like, this is a bad experience. Everyone's mm-hmm. awkward. Yeah. Then, at the end, he cuts it short, doesn't let us meet everyone, because instead of using the last 15 minutes for us to meet and like meet all the girls mm-hmm. um, and for the girls to meet all of us, he stops it and tries to auction off stuff to make himself money. And I was like, uh, excuse me, motherfucker. I paid $20 to try and fuck Tomb Raider over there. <laughs> you know, uh, and you're going to let me go talk to her or what? Yeah. So like the one girl I wanted to talk to at that speed dating thing, I had to go be like, I didn't get to speed date you. I don't know. I'm not a fucking creep. You want my number or what? You yeah. know? Yeah. And like, ugh. Yeah, it's just how weird. fucking awful. I hate little, those people. It's a little weird. Straight so. shade. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Throw uh, it. What's it? Blake Martin. Bla- yeah, Blake Martin. His fucking speed dating service. Go get that shit, everyone. If it's not Blake, don't fuck with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. <laughs> All TL shade there. If it's not Blake and Whitney, then don't fuck with it. I even think they have like preset like conversation starters and questions that like initiate conversation between two people yeah also i know they bring like pretty girls with them mm-hmm. to like create an atmosphere that Who feels are, conducive and good um Everyone's, they can actually speak to people yeah they're it's a positive environment yeah. um i know that in no way is blake being a creep mm-hmm. or uh, putting because if a dude comes into a room and he's like we're gonna speed date now laura make sure your tits don't pop out and you're just like okay oh, well now abrasive. every girl in this room is looking at every guy like oh are you also gonna fucking be a creep yeah just talk about my tits they just put you on the back foot immediately because the vibe in the room is bad yeah so if you're gonna do that do it with professionals (coughs) and not neck beards running a speed dating service um so yeah yeah um the one thing i did notice that was a positive about the actual convention floor was um the space they finally opened up those fucking like pathways in between booths so you could oh, walk yeah. yeah that i really do think that they and i think i said it last year as well they should pull um a card from other bigger conventions books with the like you literally have tape outlining where it says like this is for standing in front of these booths this is for walking forward this is for walking backward and this is for standing on this side to keep yeah. the flow of traffic like a freeway um but they did widen it. It just feels like just one more step, and I think we're yeah. right there. It's so. It seems so obvious. Yeah. Who, who do they not attend their own convention? What do you? Th- why do you think they're so incompetent? 
I you think they yeah. just don't care? I just don't think they care because uh, they're I, still getting money. Yeah, I think they keep the overhead so low and that they don't have real nerds working for them. I think that they just genuinely don't care about the spirit of Comic-Con. They're just 100% in it for the money. And I will, and with this, I wanted to bring up my big biggest bone to <laughs> Put pick. me in freeze meat show anytime because I'll take you down with me. No, I'll say I all the to. worst things about Comic-Con. I wanted to speak to this in particular. And oh, okay. we kind of talked about, about it. We're about to get into some juicy yeah, goss. Yeah, we kind of talked about it earlier briefly about how um, Comic-Con... By becoming more um, family friendly and by, I'm assuming, because they are a business, by wanting to make more money, they've diluted the authenticity of actually being a nerd convention. Um, And like you said on a post, there's more, the amount of people who are just there to like waste time like at a fair are now outnumbering it's actual fans what it is is it's a freak show it literally is a freak show now Mm -hmm. more people are going who are like curious about oh what are the nerds up to what did they dress up i want to see how crazy this is it's becoming like a thing to do on a weekend yeah and so it's it's about these casual observers who show up casual observers what is is this gonna be like and they pay their tickets and they check it out and they walk around and it's kind of interesting and i i'm like i get why they enjoy it Mm -hmm. you know and they're looking at all the weird stuff they've never seen before Mm -hmm. but like we've seen all the shit they've seen Mm -hmm. it's not interesting to us but anyway so it's more casual observers they're marketing it towards casuals yeah that that is the main thread and from that i fear we are going to start losing the tiny bit of edge that comic-con does have so i think by um like The controversial comics panel was not an 18 and over panel. My Game of Thrones panel was not 18 and over. And I think they should have been. I think we, I know, I know for a fact that controversial comics had to edit things out because they knew that they could not put it in there because it didn't have an over 18 mark. And with this, you also bleed into um, bigger panels like John Barrowman from like Arrow. He is, if you are on the internet and know who he is. You see that he is the most colorful, amazing, generous, wild card of fun antics out there. At any convention he goes to, he is the highlight of it. He does some of the best fan photos. He puts on the best celebrity panel. He puts on a show. He's a showman and he's funny. And he's... um like he'll always he does the best cosplays like he did squirrel girl he did um for our convention he was wonder woman in heels and everything and he's just like if you're gonna pay a hundred and something dollars to get into this convention and wait for a lottery to go see his panel you are getting your money's worth with him yeah and in that dilution and casual observers who don't know you will get complaints like this that say can i make a quick suggestion would it be possible to mark the john barrowman panel 18 and 18 and over or something similar in the program app i'm not suggesting that you don't that you stop inviting inviting him or that you ask him to change the content of his panel i'm just saying 
but I went in there not knowing what I was getting myself into. And if I had my little brother with me, I would have been mortified. Um, John Berman did a kilt check (laughs) where he laid on the ground and had dudes like walk around him, like over him. And he like looked up their kilts to make sure that it was hilarious. The clip is hilarious. It is genuine laughs. He is just a fucking national treasure. And to have someone, because they're just a casual observer. And by the way, it was marked as an 18 and over panel. There was like a, not inappropriate things are going to happen, but just know that this is a silly time. Yeah. You know, um, it's just like, be, they've had to dilute themselves you know what i mean like you get people like that complaining about everything you get people complaining about cosplays you get people complaining about inappropriate content but and now they're becoming the masses because they're the casual observers who are immediately rubbed the wrong way when they see a guy in a wonder woman costume and they're the vocal minority too <laughs> that sentence so it's just like it's true though the vocal minority often ruins it for the majority this is the case in radical islam this is the case in with like well that's just it's funny that smaller group it's funny that you said the vocal minority because brian brandenburg um when he was called out for trying to bring orson scott card and that was also brought up someone said why is it okay to bring john barrowman but not orson scott card and i think i um spontaneously combusted after reading that sentence yeah um did he say we were the vocal minority for saying no orson scott card well um when brian brandenburg had a mental breakdown about (laughs) people calling him out on his shit yeah he went to every single platform on facebook that had anything to do with conventions internationally and been like hey you guys i run this convention and an incredibly vocal minority keeps complaining that i want to bring orson scott card what's the deal with that he's wrong though it was the majority it was the majority he is wrong clearly proven to be the majority it was yeah come on i mean we were there's a reason why he was not there at this convention and it's because of the majority the incredibly vocal majority yeah there's so it's 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 funny that you used that um terminology when talking about it is a legit phenomenon though um yeah the a minority of people can ruin everything for a majority. But I do, I do think, cause I used to think the people who complain were the minority specifically about, um, clothing and appropriate, um, conversation and whatever. Do you think that's a majority of complaints now? I think it's becoming the majority because of the, because of the casual observer phenomenon that's happening. I I have absolutely stopped caring. Uh, about a year ago and like of course yeah. now the last six months once i realized i was getting fucked out of comic-con i was like yeah so i mean yeah i, I very well could be wrong yeah i just i think it's it's right now it's teetering Ugh, it's so but bad. i i do think and to what you're saying about them kind of like diluting themselves to be more of a casual thing with that the things that make comic-con fun and edgy and unique are going to start being washed out because people like that are going to be complaining. And it's just, it's, I don't want to see that happen. I feel like it already has in a big way. The vibes were so weird. It just felt like everyone didn't want to have fun. Have you ever like, it's like going to, 
like when you're a kid and you go to your friend's house and his mom and his parents are way religious mm-hmm. and he's like no no we can have fun we can do whatever we want and you're still kind of like uh can we though and yeah. you're just like super weird the whole time and you're like yeah. what if i say the f word like and there no one is essentially telling you like don't have fun but there's a dampness like it's like the volume is turned down no and everyone's kind of like weird like wait should i be more excited like it just feels like you can't express yourself correctly and i felt that throughout the whole convention like no one felt excited all the vendors were sort of weird all the observers were weird i didn't see people like usually you see people clapping and having a great time and like mm-hmm. there's the energy was low there was a weird energy during this convention and i know that like personally that some vendors did have weird sales as well yeah i know that they once again kind of flopped with where they put the um, cosplay crossroads um i know that they didn't advertise for panels as they should have um like my game of thrones panel was great but it was at nine o'clock it was from eight o'clock to nine o'clock on saturday night and the convention floor closed at seven o'clock on saturday Yeah. also uh they charge fifty dollars for saturday for like what five hours because they close at seven they fuck so on thursday it was open till nine o'clock p.m the convention floor on friday it was open till eight o'clock p.m and on saturday when the most people can attend they closed at seven o'clock. Yeah, they're fucking so. That was so dumb. And my Game of Thrones panel was the only Game of Thrones panel of the whole entire convention, and it happened an hour after the convention floor closed. Yeah. So what? People just had to sit in the lobby while the convention floor was black and closing up to wait for a panel. That's inappropriate and that's bad planning. And it was a missed opportunity because that panel was great, and I a lot of people who would have enjoyed it missed out. Because Comic-Con does a bad job of advertising their panels, and they did a bad job at where they placed it in the time. We could safely say they did a bad job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Comic-Con is. I do think that the bad energy was, there was like um, remnants of the Orson Scott card anti-LGBTQ rhetoric that happened uh, a month or two prior. Yeah. I still think, even though he never came... Um, we now know how the owner of this convention feels about that that group of people. And I think we all had it in the back of our minds and it left a really, you know, sour taste in our mouths. And I think everyone kind of like, even though they weren't like talking about it, it was still kind of like this vibration of negativity. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy. Yeah. Because, oh, I don't know if I want to say what I want to say. What do you say? <laughs> well, because the owner of Comic Con, who uh, if he you know is is agreed to the Orson Scott card and care and doesn't care about his messages or whatever the sanctity, it's just weird because usually the problem with gay people is they want to get married. That's the frustration, right? Mm-hmm. We want to stop them from getting married, but the owner of Comic Con doesn't really care about the sanctity of marriage, considering what he's up to in his spare time. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, mean, he's well known for messaging younger women and being a fucking creep so i mean allegedly <laughs> allegedly allegedly we have no proof except for we have proof but yeah um allegedly it's hypocritical as as it always is with people who have anything negative to say about the lgbtq community it's always it's always um dipped in hypocrisy oh, when yeah. you put a mirror onto their own life it's rooted in it's rooted in religion and religion has nothing to do with marriage people were getting married before jesus was around yeah people were getting married before the christian god was around and hey i'll say it keep religion out of my comic-con 
Yeah, and keep religion out of my marriage, too. Yeah, I also agree with that. You know, like, if people want to, like, make vows to each other and love each other forever or make promises or enjoy the power of ritual, which I think is a huge part of the human experience, let them do that no matter what they believe. Go fuck yourself. Rituals are good. That's why you should brush your teeth every day at the same time. Rituals are fucking dope. That's why you (laughs) should pray to Satan every day. (laughs) Also, I forget to brush my teeth a lot. (laughs) Well, you need to get on that ritual. I know, I'll die. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean... It was, um, for me, it was the convention as a whole was literally um, 50-50. Can I title this episode, Fuck Comic-Con? No. (laughs) I know, I'm just kidding. Because I wanted to say Fuck Comic-Con. I really did. But the two panels that I did and the panels that I attended were like so fucking good that if I just went to a convention that was only that and paid $100, I would be like, yes, 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 Comic-Con didn't make those panels. It was the people. People pitched those panels. Comic-Con accidentally allowed them. And then Comic-Con accidentally let great people do that work for free. It's just like Comic-Con. We could start a weekly panel series where we just do nerdy panels live every week and we would outdo Comic-Con. Yeah, I want to do that. It was just like getting those those, um, people together. You know what I mean? Like, because they have the gusto behind their name and their brand to get actual professionals, which I had a few on both of my panels and the panels that I went to, like to show up, you know what I mean? And be involved in a conversation that that made it for me, but it didn't excuse all the other bullshit. No, no, I agree completely. It's frustrating. They were like, look at our arcade. And it was three games in a hallway. We've, we've, (laughs) done our live shows which are essentially panels mm-hmm. and i mean it, we it's easy yeah. it's easy to just put any amount of effort into it and and beat comic-con at their own game you know yeah yeah it was just like um every yeah i don't know everyone was prepared and it was perfect but i don't know it's it was weird it was a weird convention though yeah. i will admit that i'm just i don't know i'm frustrated because everyone all the people are so great and the community is so great and comic-con is important as a spiritual thing because salt lake comic-con is just the spiritual successor to san diego comic-con right i mean we, they're suing each other right now but i know but the spirit <laughs> of the spirit of comic-con is based in like the idea that we all get together to celebrate each other mm-hmm. it's it's geek pride that's it's all like, it is you don't have to sit in your room alone and paint your warhammer figs there's a whole there's a place for you in person with other people who share that love yeah and the idea of comic-con isn't like because gaming con's hyper specific i mm-hmm. loved gaming con i thought it was rad yeah but the cool thing about comic-con is that it's like hey nerds of all types yes let's mingle why doesn't a warhammer nerd meet a star trek nerd they can why doesn't a star wars nerd meet a fucking furry. uh dungeons the dragon person why doesn't a furry <laughs> please leave because i'm creeped out <laughs> you know <laughs> no uh, there were a lot of furries this so year and furries. good for them there were some good personas they were like <laughs> i mean i they were empowered and my, they came out in hordes. my ultimate comic-con experience in my mind if i ran comic-con would be like a bdsm section of comic-con we got sex nerds here we got <laughs> fucking guys That's who are way into madden in nfl we've got furries mm-hmm. straight up like a one of the convention rooms is for furries like i want everyone to get weird as fuck together I mean, that's the dream. It'd be so dope. It'd be so dope. Oh, it'd be so dope. So, I don't know. Anyway, 
like there's so much interactivity that they missed out on. I'm very frustrated with Comic-Con. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah like I said, the community and then the actual convention itself, not the people or or even the convention, but like that's the nucleus around which we all gather. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but it's corrupt. It's shitty. It's yeah. almost like America. We're I mean, all great. I love all of us. We're we're killing it. We all create cool stuff. We're this big melting pot. But uh, you know, sometimes you're like, "Hey, fuck the people in charge, though." Yeah. That hold us all together, kind yep. of. Yep, I agree with that. Ugh, I just feel held hostage, and I don't like it because it's like the only thing. As I don't want to say the only thing, but it's the biggest convention in Utah. Yeah. It's the biggest like nerd convention in Utah. They have the money, the power, and the ability to to do whatever they want. The money and the power is the part that sucks. Because we could do our own thing, but then you need money and power. Then they'll or they'll just come and fucking buy you out. Yeah. They've bought everyone out, right? Did they buy FearCon? I mean, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if they made an offer. (sighs) It's just like you know what I mean? It's money and power and they're the biggest thing and I don't want to say the only thing, but to some people, they're like the only thing that they can do here, um, you know, because not everyone can afford to travel to a different state to go to a different convention that's run differently. And it just sucks that like we just kind of have to like, um, I don't know, deal with it, grind our teeth through it. Yeah. Because it's all we got, you know? And I don't know. A part of me is like feels like, I don't know, someone from Comic-Con will listen to this and have their feelings hurt. That is real. Yeah. Um. If your feelings are hurt and you get paid money to do your job, uh, go fuck yourself. I'm a bully. I'm tell. I come <laughs> talk to me. I'll tell you to your face. You're incompetent and you're pathetic. But if you don't get paid and you're struggling to make it the best you can, because I don't know what's going on in the Comic Con offices. Mm-hmm. Like if you're one of the people who's very in charge of things and you're not getting paid, then fucking tell us. <laughs> I don't know. I want to do something. That's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. I'm the deep. I have the distinct feeling that a lot of people who are very in charge at Comic-Con aren't getting paid. I mean... It just feels like you get what you pay for, right? Yeah. So if you're getting paid, you're incompetent. It's so... You're so wildly incompetent. Yeah. But if you're not getting paid, then I I genuinely feel bad for you because you're trying and you're missing the mark, but also you're not getting paid, so why should you hit the mark? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I sympathize... With the people I'm shit talking in a way, mm-hmm. and I want them to know, based on that, those the, that <laughs> that criteria, I either will be mean to you to your face and not care, or I will say I sympathize with you. Yeah, let's figure it out together. Yeah, so tough. I'm very bitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. No, I get it. I oh, get it for sure. It sucks, but um, let's stop. Uh, I want to stop talking about the negativity. I th- have we said all the negative things we need to say? Yeah, I think so. Positive things. Positive the people things. were great. Such we great already people. said that all of our friends killed it on their panels, yes. and they did. Um, so all of our friends were great. You fucking killed it. Thank you. Uh, a lot. I heard lots of. I always have people like message me, and they're like, "Noel, did I'm like, "What?" I mean, it's not that I don't want to hear about you doing well, but it's weird. Like I'm your like I'm your showbiz dad or mm-hmm. something. I'm yeah. like, I know Noel can speak in public. We do it all the time. <laughs> Why are you telling me? Yeah. But um, yeah. Can you imagine if every time I did a show, someone was like, "Hey, Shane did good," and you're like, "What the fuck?" They do. I know. They do. Do they? Yeah. Ugh. I don't. I wouldn't want to hear about me. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm just like, oh well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do bad? Yeah, I just want him to. Oh, I thought I bombed bomb. the other night. 
at Ice House. How was yeah. that, by the way? I did this bar for those of you in the ice, world. Ice House. It's called Ice House. It's got an umlaut in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... Uh, the guy who booked me is a real nice guy and I've been kind of avoiding doing that bar forever because I've been so busy. Finally, he was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it because I, I really need the money this month because I'm broke as fuck. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everyone who sponsors us on Patreon. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We'll talk about it more. Yeah, we'll intro. have to. Uh, but uh, seriously, um, so I show up at this bar and the like, I'm about to go up on stage and it's not going super well for the other comedians, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of noise, a lot of people talking. This is not an ideal place for no. comedy. Doing it's comedy good. in a bar that's a bar first. But it's noisy tough. as fuck. Okay. All Already right now i'm listening from the green room which is like a separate room behind the stage and i can hear how noisy it is i'm like this is a terrible place for comedy Mm -hmm. then the owner comes in and he's like hey i'm about to put the football game on all these people are here to watch a football game in the other side of the bar uh and they're gonna watch the football game it's gonna be pretty fucking loud so the microphone's turned up as loud as it goes yell Oh my god! So I'm like, I, in my mind, I'm thinking it's already too loud. I'm gonna have to find a way to ask these people to be quiet. And then the owner comes in and he's like, "It's about to get louder." Jesus Christ! So I was like, "Oh, cool." So during while I'm on stage, the way the bar is built, I could hear the football game at like full volume. Yeah, like it was in my ear. So I literally couldn't hear the audience laughing. So I did a 45 minute set where I was just trying to guess if people were laughing by the way they looked and shit. Yeah. So I thought I was bombing my dick into the dirt, but I was trying to like be confident about it. Uh-huh. And like every once in a while I could hear like one big, like one person like, ha. Huh? And I kept like pointing out like, Oh, just that one guy, huh? You know, making jokes about mm-hmm. only one person laughing. But then later they were like, no people were laughing. Like yeah. you just only were hearing the one shrill laugh. It was fucking weird. So I got off stage like devastated like ugh, that was a terrible show yeah. i disappointed all these people who paid but everyone was really nice and they're like yeah you fucking killed it so yeah i watched um a video that rachel took and did you yeah she took a video on snap or on instagram and i watched it and i could hear everyone laughing yeah i could not hear anything and there's like a balcony people were on yeah. and that laughter was like not reaching me yeah. i had no idea she when i watched the video i was i literally said to her oh my god it sounds like he packed that place out and yeah she was like yeah it was awesome yeah so it went pretty well i brought my uh, mom which is a surefire way for me to fail yeah great job fucking that up yeah but it was cool yeah you did great so and you made a little money so that always helps a little bit yeah but bars are always a nightmare you never know what's gonna happen it's weird bars food courts um <laughs> fucking uh casinos yeah nightmares nightmares casinos are number one offender yeah no show goes well in a casino they're not there to see you that's they're, the thing that's the thing with all of those they're yeah not yeah there to see you you are nothing yeah you're not chicken wings you're not a slot machine and you're not a vodka red bull so what the fuck do they care oh man I'd be a good vodka Red Bull, though. <laughs> um, high energy. Right? If only they listened. So. Oh, man. But that's cool that you did well, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't I so bad. wasn't like, that doesn't surprise me, you know, but. Sure. You went to Paramore instead. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. That, she still got it? So good. So, okay, I'll be real. So, it was at the UVU Center. Sure. Which is like a college campus. Okay. But it's like one of the smaller colleges in Utah. And, um she was playing in their like auditorium oh and it was only like 75 percent full 
It was devastating. Yeah, I heard that like the last day they were doing tickets buy one get one half off, and I was like, oh, ticket sales are not doing well. But obviously, she was competing against a million things. That's the thing is like everything was going on this weekend. Andrew WK was also there that night. Andrew WK played that night. I would have gone to see him if I didn't have a show. I was competing against Andrew WK. And then um, there was the Korean festival that we were invited to (gasps) that we didn't get to go to. (gasps) And then there was Comic-Con. It was just like, it literally felt like there were so many things going on that weekend. It always pisses me off when um, Utah Entertainment doesn't look at each other and go, maybe we shouldn't like triple book this. You know? Yeah. Like, maybe we should kind of spread this shit out a little bit. We might underestimate how popular or, like, how big Utah is, but still, sometimes it feels weird, right? It's just like that. Come on. It's just annoying a little bit. I'll tell you this off air about um, some Andrew WK stuff, but it's upsetting. You'll you'll be upset when you hear it. Mm. Um, Just as upsetting as Paramore, like, literally in a gymnasium where they have um, college basketball happening, half the court. Only 75% of that court was full of people in the standing area. And then only 50% of the surrounding um, seating in the stands was filled. Huh. Did she put on a great show, though? But she did put on a great show. I mean, that's cool that you get to see her, like, kind I got to of see her key. up close and the equivalent of low-key. Yeah. I... I mean, I almost appreciate it. For me, I appreciated it as a fan because I got to see Haley Williams up close and personal. Like, almost like a small venue in a way. Yeah. It would be like if she played Metro. No, totally. You know, like, you were right there. Um, But it sucks for her that this is their first time on tour in, like, a few years. And, like, her comeback album after, like, going through a terrible, like, breakup and putting out this new record that's really, like, it's not poppy. It's kind of, like, sad and happy at the same time like acknowledging that's why i felt like i loved this record the most because it acknowledges depression and happiness um in the same vein yeah you know, living with both at the same time um and so putting out a very raw album like that and then visually getting no positive feedback like i was just like i mean it's just one show you never know i know but i was heartbroken as a fan while also at the same time like she's right there you know so but it was so great she played all of the best songs and um when she did misery business i knew she was gonna do it because she kind of like hates that song that's the one that came out in 2007 yeah yeah you know the big one that's the big one um she pulled a fan on stage to sing it with her nice and he was wearing this like custom suit that he like hand painted and it was super adorable and it's just it was amazing it was awesome and then like on a weird mental health note because she's very open and honest about um her depression and always has been she they had like crisis line um pamphlets all over the place and i was just like oh my god it's so perfect so um it was great it was so awesome i loved her i love her so (laughs) and of course i saw with alex my best friend and um tyler got the tickets for me and it was perfect and i just i danced with my best friend to my favorite band Oh, my God. You're so lame. I know. That's cool, though. I know. It was so cool. No, that's my... Doing comedy is the equivalent of that for me, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It felt like a dream. (laughs) It's all I have left. Yeah, right? (laughs) It literally... That whole night for me felt like a dream. I I literally went from that Horifex panel where everyone was just, like, blowing smoke up my ass about how cool I am, 
And then I went to Paramore and danced my tits off. And I was just like, this, my life is perfect. Uh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And I just having that moment, you know, after being a fucking nihilist, it's just like. Yeah. Revitalizing. I need to have one of those soon. You do. I'm due for one. I've had a bunch that I could have been, but I was I'm so, I was so away in like a in my mental state. It has been so depression plus apathy mm-hmm. instead of depression plus happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've been, you know, I I've like passed up a ton of these like watershed moments where I could have been like this was an incredible, awesome experience, and instead I was just kind of like, all right, what's the next thing I got to do? Yeah, you know, yeah, so gotta work on that. yeah you need to get on it it was so nice to have i'm i'm working on it i'm feeling better already good i feel sick right now so i haven't been like really lively like this a episode. head cold yeah but just so everyone knows i actually am feeling better i'm i'm uh mentally I'm doing it good. i've been laughing more i uh there was a while there where I, I watched fail videos all the time to cheer myself up and they would work but i wouldn't like laugh out loud but now i'm way back into watching fat people break swings <laughs> oh it feels good yeah i get you i'm feeling better good we're working on it i'm good. trying to enjoy the little things yeah it's it's a struggle that you have to work on every single day yeah you just forget to like do like i just forgot to like play video games more i haven't mm-hmm. been playing board games or like doing sitting down and reading a comic mm-hmm. like i'm always doing something and i was like no chill out for a second enjoy yourself enjoy Enjoy the funny things like be lively Mm -hmm. i think i just got to a weird point where um i wasn't being energetic anymore because i was just you're too caught up yeah yeah so i'm feeling better good it's it's working good oh so comic-con for you overall grade overall grade yeah 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 i like a grade if I was a, if I was a college professor sure um I would give it a C okay it passed but barely uh I would give it um uh, I would give it a C and then I would be like you could turn this you could rewrite this final paper and turn it in for half points extra credit if you <laughs> fix all of the parts that i highlighted in red oh that's a good way of saying that i would say um if someone was like hey you have to pay to come i would have said no well yeah 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 yeah. me too yeah so there's that's that's just basically like that's my critique like if if someone was like you have to pay to get in i'd be like no because there was nothing there i wanted mm-hmm. by the way quick shout out uh i did buy one thing at comic-con i bought a board game from this place called demolition games which is a local store that had a booth at comic-con and my stuff was misprinted in fantasy flight the company that makes that game i sent photos of the misprinted stuff to them and they were like we want a receipt and we want uh, individual photos of the back and front of every misprinted card and we want an itemized list and all this crazy shit and it was way too much and i was like what the fuck this is almost like two hours worth of work yeah like i'd rather just work actually two hours make more money and buy another one so i told demolition games what happened and the guy was super fucking cool and just handed me a new game right across the shelf no questions oh my god so fucking rad that's amazing yeah yeah so if you're in salt lake city and you need board games demolition games on like 3300 south and i think third west uh they're fucking awesome customer service times a thousand super thanks to those guys oh that's awesome they rule it was so 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 cool of them yeah 
That's so way cool. I was pumped. In an age where it seems like customer service doesn't Ugh. exist. It, it, nothing's fucking worse than buying something that's very niche and hard to get or specific. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't work. Yeah. Ugh. You know when you buy something off Amazon and it shows up and it's not what you wanted? Yeah. The worst feeling. <laughs> that makes me think of um, if you were on Reddit or on Twitter, you probably saw it. Of the girl who went to buy a clear desk chair off Amazon. And, and it, was it was a Barbie chair. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh <laughs> so it's it's very um uh what you thought you were going to get versus what you got yeah. type of situation. I actually had that happen to me. I bought a pair of um silver pants off of a website and they were expensive. They were like high quality pants. And on the model, they looked amazing. And then when they got to me, they literally looked like they took them off the Tin Man in San Francisco. Like, <laughs> they were fucking garbage. Oh, no. So, yeah, it was... I hate when that happens. I also hate shitty customer service. I'm just like, I'm I'm spending my money so you can put food in your mouth and you're going to be a motherfucker to me? Yeah, it fucking sucks. So, maybe don't fucking do that. Ugh. Oh, my God. Also, I want to shout out... Um, to Jay and Tui and Rachel and Crystal Star and the other guys, DJ um, Juggy and two other people. I'm missing their names because I suck. Who did the hip hop and comics panel? Um, amazing. Yeah. Amazing, 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 amazing. Specifically, um, Jay, Tui, and Crystal's rap that they did. Um, I'm waiting for the mixtape. Yeah. Like, Tui specifically, the his like Aquaman verses fucked me up, and then Jay calling himself a black Targaryen. I, um, I was just like, I would buy this album off iTunes right now. <laughs> it was amazing, so fucking cool. I loved it, and it was super cool. And that panel inspired me also. Last podcast, his most recent episodes. I want to pitch a um. Lord of the Rings and black metal panel. Ooh. So. That'd be fucking... That's my shit right there. Let's fucking do it. Uh, well, I'm not allowed, so... Well, you never know. <laughs> Free speech jail! Only time will tell. Oh, after this episode? I mean... By the way, my name is David Berkowitz. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've been a different person this whole time, Comic-Con. <laughs> Shane yeah. tried to say good things about you, and I kidnapped him. Yeah. And locked him away. Yeah. Facts. These are real talk. These are alternative facts. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to anyone who knows who David Berkowitz is. You have to do the voice. I don't know how. It's to do like the very voice. nasally. It's yeah. hard. He's very neur- the neurotic Jewish voice. Mm-hmm. I can't. Well, figure it out. Um, why don't you show me what it's like? I don't do voices. <laughs> You've taken a hard stance on voices, and I'm mad about it. Yeah, because I've heard you do them when I listen to our episodes, and I cringe <laughs> into oblivion. And I know that if I heard myself, if I cringe so hard hearing you do it, if I heard myself, I would just vanish. I would just disintegrate. Speaking of which, we got to get together and uh, read more about Harmony and Sonic for the Patreon. Yeah, we do. All right. So, uh, before we go, shout out, go subscribe to our Patreon. Even $1 can change our lives and you will get access to an extra episode a month. Mm -hmm. It's a huge deal to everyone who has subscribed to our Patreon. 
We already said thank you in the intro, but thank you again. We fucking love you. You're the best. Please go check us out. Patreon slash Freaky Geeks. Yes. Podcast. Something. Freaky Geeks slash Freaky Geeks. Um. Doesn't matter. Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> it's fucking great. We linked it everywhere. Follow the link. Yeah, yeah. Please. Uh, we will be relinking it this Monday because we should push harder about yeah. it. But yeah. Thank you so much to everyone who's who uh, gave us even one dollar. For real, one dollar changes everything. Seriously. And uh, we'll be coming out with a Patreon episode soon. Yes. Okay. All right, everyone. Well, have a great week. Thanks for listening to us. Be salty, salty bitches. <laughs> As always. We fucking love you guys. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs>